0: Did you enjoy that? Man, that was wonderful. Uh, you guys didn't get the full uh, view of all the farm animals and the activity that was taking place right here, uh, but how many of you love the star? Man, just... I think I'm going to implement that in my sermons now. Just a little twinkle twinkle when I stop talking. Catherine, are you up for that? That <laughs> was good. So, uh, man, how many of you love the angels? Man, just... What a wonderful, wonderful presentation. And so uh, I I love that because I got to read the script and build a message uh, that ties into this. And I know what you're thinking, Pastor, you're still going to preach. The answer is yes. And you say, good, here we go. Um, Some... It's interesting that angels and their responsibility and some of the things that they do, they're, they're kind of hard to believe sometimes. Uh, so I want you to start this morning by thinking about some of the things that are hard to believe. Now, one of the first things that jumps out is it's hard to believe that I've been married for 18 years today. Is that... Um, I feel like more people should say that to my wife than me, uh, but that's, that's how this goes. Let me give you some fun facts uh, that are kind of hard to believe. Uh, there are more confirmed deaths from drowning in molasses than from coyote attacks. Catch this. I know, you go, this is what you do all week, Jeff? Yes. 21 people died in 1919, Boston molasses disaster. Only two fatal coyote on human attacks have been confirmed. Isn't that crazy? How many of you believe that? How many? Okay, good. We're starting off on a great note. Honey does not spoil. You could feasibly eat 5,000-year-old honey. Anybody know that? Now, not me. I'm out. Uh, but another fun fact that's hard to believe, if you eat a polar bear liver, now how many of you had that on lunches for lunch, you will die. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came to church this morning and now you're not going to eat polar bear liver? Humans can't handle that much vitamin A. Uh, another fun fact that's hard to believe is Saturn's rings are only between 30 and 300 feet thick. Isn't that crazy? I don't know how they confirmed that. I wasn't there. I wasn't present. Uh, I love this one. Neil Armstrong went through U.S. Customs in Honolulu, Hawaii on the way back from the moon. (laughs) The world we live in. And this one, uh, I'm probably going to ruin Christmas with this one for a lot of you guys. Uh, But the average chocolate bar contains eight insect parts. You're welcome, I just helped you start your New Year's diet a little bit early. Uh, But it's interesting because angels are a little bit hard for us to understand, hard for us to believe, but the reality is this, they have a very clear message, a very clear picture and a very clear responsibility of what they do. And so this morning I want to take just a few minutes and talk through some of the things that angels do. The interesting thing about angels is that they help us believe the unbelievable. Now, it's interesting because when you see some of these scenarios that have unfolded before you, for some it's difficult for us to believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, that Jesus's birth did really take place, and we see this as a fable and not as a story of truth. But the angels helped with this process immensely. One of the first ways that they did this was within a birth announcement. This first birth announcement to John the Baptist went like this. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 13 through 19, it says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid. Now, a fun understanding that most angels, their first words to somebody is, Do not be afraid. Do not be scared because you're not sure what's before you. You're not sure what they're going to say and what they're going to do. But the angel of the Lord said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayers have been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. This would be later known as John the Baptist. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. I can't think of a more comforting thing for Zechariah to hear. He says, and he will go before him in the spirit of power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? He says, for I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. This is Zechariah saying, I'm having a hard time believing what you are saying to me. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I was sent to speak to you and bring this good news to you. See, Zacharias struggled to believe that in his later years that his wife would be pregnant and that this baby would prepare the way for Jesus. I love this understanding because we see all of these events and how they have unfolded and it went exactly as the angels said. The next birth announcement goes like this for the one that you saw this morning, this baby Jesus. Jesus. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 26 through 32, it goes like this. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. Can you imagine being Mary in this position and understanding that she has never been with her husband and that she is with child? And imagine how difficult those words were going to be for her husband. The angel later in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25, lays out that conversation. Understand that it was hard for her to believe, hard for her to know, hard for her to accept what her role was going to be, but the angel made it very clear. I love because you saw the shepherds this morning. If you know shepherds, shepherds are kind of the outcast of society. They're the people that God would never go to first. They would be the last ones on that list saying, hey, go to the wealthy, go to the Jews, go to these people first, but don't go to these individuals. For some reason, God did this in a miraculous way in Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. He said, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, listen to these words, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that that will be for all people. Now can you imagine being a shepherd on the hillside guarding your sheep, and this angel appears to you, and you're going, hey, leave my sheep alone. They're afraid, they're wanting to run away from this presence and the angel tells it, I am going to bring good news. It says, for unto you, in verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Look, the shepherds would have a difficult time believing and understanding what was going to be unfolded in front of them. So I want to talk to you just for a minute this morning because you may be here because of a Christmas play. You may be here for the baptism that we're going to do. You may be here because you just saw a lot of cars and thought there was free food. Whatever the case, God has brought you into this place to hear this message. Jesus Christ came for you and for me. That message is so clear that his love for you was expressed in this son. There's a few lessons that we need to learn from these angels. Every angel in scripture points us towards Christ. When we listen to the angels, when we listen to their message, it's always pointing towards a better understanding of who Christ is. They are making it easier for us to believe. And listen, as you saw these children put on this display, and listen, the boldness that it takes for them to come up here and do this, because sometimes you guys are scary to look at. Not so much for me, but for them. I've gotten used to you. But imagine their boldness in coming up and expressing the message that is near and dear to their heart. Angels give clear instructions to follow. I love that in every uh, depiction of the angels, whether it goes back to Isaiah or all the way through this, the angels are very clear on the message that God wants you to know. He doesn't leave this to chance. He doesn't offer confusion in this mystery map for you to try to figure out. His message is very clear to you. I love you. I care about you. You need to repent and turn towards me and live for me all of your days. See, the message is very clear. The message is very simple for us. But it comes down to us accepting that message. I want you to understand if you're here this morning and you have never placed your faith and trust in Christ... Maybe you thought you were coming to see some cute kids, and maybe you thought you were coming to see a baptism, but God brought you here to understand his message of love for you. One of the things that we're going to celebrate here in just a minute is seven people who have put their faith and trust in Christ. When they get baptized this morning, this is their public profession to let their church family know they are a follower of Christ and they are committing their life to follow him and to live for him in everything that they do. I think, what greater message could be portrayed to us? The next thing that angels teach us is how to worship. I love that in most of these occasions you find the angels worshiping. Saying, glory to God, glory to God on the highest. This message is continually rang out for everybody to hear. Listen, if we are believers, this should be the thing that continually runs through our mind is glory to God. Glory to God in the highest. We should be singing this from the depths of our heart, especially at Christmas. Singing these songs, singing these Christmas carols and letting everybody know who God is. I think one of the damaging things that's happened in our culture is that when the church stops worshiping, the people stop seeing the church worship. We should be continually on display showing the love and goodness of who God is. So let me close with this. It may be difficult for you to believe in what scripture says. It may be difficult for you to believe in what the angels say. The interesting thing is the message has never changed. It's never been catered or tailored to fit anybody. The message is always very simple. Jesus gave his son, born of a virgin, in a miraculous fashion. He would live, he would have ministry, he would fulfill that ministry, and he would die for our sins upon the cross. Look, this this past week has kind of shaken me a little bit. Something that I kind of thought was a little bit unbelievable. Monday morning, I got called in um, for a case with Pooler Police Department. There was a 34-year-old male that passed away suddenly. I was brought in to comfort the wife and to try to help in the situation. And I tried to comfort and tried to point her towards the love of Christ. And on Wednesday, I got a call from the funeral home to do this this young guy's funeral. So I went over to the family's house on Wednesday. And as I walked in the door, the family welcomed me in. And as we began to talk, I was talking to the mother and the stepmother-in-law and all these folks and come to find out that 30 plus years ago, this lady worked for my dad at a church in Calvary Baptist in Taylorville, Illinois. And the thing that was hard for me to believe was that I was talking to the mother, talking to the wife. I told her, God's going to provide somebody to help you, to comfort you, and to get you through. Little did I know (laughs) that how small the world was, that God would provide a guy like me and a guy like my dad years ago to comfort this family. It's almost unbelievable to think that I grew up in a town of 12,000 people. Most of those 12,000 have never left the city of Taylorville, Illinois. But yet God, in a moment that was tough for her to deal with, brought somebody in her life to comfort her and encourage her. And I tell you this morning, I see that evidenced in many cases, in many scenarios, where God is a God of comfort. Let me close with this. Matthew chapter 28, verse 5 and 6. The same angel that told of the birth of Jesus Christ was sitting on the tomb after Jesus was crucified. And when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary approached the tomb, I could almost see the angel kind of giddy, just waiting on them to get there going, come on, get here. I can't wait to tell you the message of what's taking place. See, they saw Jesus at his birth and they saw Jesus at his death and they saw Jesus at his resurrection. Matthew chapter 28 and verse five and six It says, but the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. I know that you came here expecting to see Jesus, expecting to be a tomb sealed up. He said, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. And listen to his words. He is not here, for he has risen. And he says, come and see the place where the grave clothes are. He's not here. This morning, I tell you that the angels are telling you about the love of Christ, about what it would look like to place your faith and trust in him, and that everything that he has said is true. Everything that he has continually pointed towards has been fulfilled. So maybe up to this point, it was a little bit difficult for you to genuinely believe But hopefully after a message like this, an understanding of what's been laid out before you, this beautiful picture of what the kids have done, let this morning be the time where you believe in him. If everybody would bow their heads and close their eyes just for a second. I know in a crowd like this, You come with a lot of different baggage and emotions and different things as you walk into this place. But The one thing that I want you to understand this morning is that God loves you, God cares for you, and he desires a relationship with you. One of the things you're going to see here shortly is seven people that have placed their faith and trust in Christ and are now going public, letting their church family know that they are a follower of Christ and that they are committing to live for Him. And I wonder if maybe some of you that are here this morning have had a difficult time believing in God, believing in who He is. Maybe for those that are a little bit younger, I don't know who this God is. They don't know how to trust him and they don't know who he really is. This morning, my prayer for you is that you wouldn't leave here without placing your faith and trust in him. Romans chapter 10, verse nine, says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I love that passage of scripture because it is inclusive of Everyone. It's not limited to anybody. It takes you taking a step of placing your faith and trust in him. Dear Father, I come to you humbled and thankful for uh, the message of the angels this morning. We're thankful that they gave clarity, that they gave understanding, Lord, that they continually pointed towards you. Father, may you be glorified in everything that's done this morning. In Christ's precious and only name we pray, amen. I'm going to ask you to stand, and I'm going to offer this as an altar, that this is a place where if you want to spend some time with the Lord and spend some time in prayer as our worship team sings this morning, this place is open to you.